If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VEASAN's Bet Center here on a Saturday night. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. We had a we had a nice shift change in the back. Brian Ortega now in the producer's chair. Nick Wells now in the TD chair. Mikhail stuck around, though, uh, with me. And now uh, the, the honor is all ours. Uh, the host of the, the Detroit City Cast. Of course, you've seen him on multiple shows in the network as well. Hosting with me for the next two hours, it's our guy, Dan Leach. Dan, it's great to see you. It's great to have Listen. you here for the next two hours. Jeff, the honor is all mine. I'm sorry I was a little late. I had a little golf outing action, a little uh, pre-Father's Day stuff. So I was I, I was I was there in spirit, but now <laughs> there's so much going on. And I'm you know, if you ask anybody, I'm too excitable, but I'm just off the charts now, and being with you makes it that much better. Well, uh, again, I, I think uh, I'll bring a little bit of the of the excitement for you here, but I think the bigger excitement though for you here, Dan is what just happened on 18. We talked about it in the last segment leading into here. John Rom pulls a shot that you and I might have hit out of the bunker where he goes right back in, ends up doubling 18 to go from one shot ahead to one shot behind going into tomorrow. Matt Fitzpatrick and Will Zalatoris at four under par will be leading the U.S. Open going to Sunday, and you, Dan Leach, have tickets on both of them. I do. And by the way, it's that old uh, great golf sitcom, Bunker to Bunker, one of my favorites. <laughs> and not only did he go bunker to bunker, Jeff, but he the second shot was a fried egg, and he did the best he could to get it back on the on the, on the putting surface. But, you know, listen, Rob had gone. He went birdie, birdie, birdie. You know, this guy's the 
he was the former number one. He's still one of the top two, three players in the world. I mean, we love what Scotty Scheffler's doing. And I was on Rom at the beginning of the run when he would give me the close misses and I'd still be able to get him at 30 or 40 to one. And he didn't get through until obviously in the recent years. So I love John Rom, respect John Rom. But when, you know, I got to tell you, Will Zalatoris, I had him in the Masters last year at 101. Of course, came so close. You know, Adeki was just too tough. And I, I love this kid. And Fitzpatrick, this course, Brookline, this old school classic country club, the country club, because it was the first country club that people don't know. That's why it's called mm -hmm. the country club. Uh, it just sets up great for his game as well. But uh, listen, we it's always an incredible final round, no matter who's involved, no matter where they're playing it at the U.S. Open. But how about what this final round is going to be like coming up tomorrow? And yeah, obviously I'm fired up because I got tickets on the guys that are tied for first right now in the final pairing. But, you know, with Rob in the mix, and, and I actually made a play before the day today on Keegan Bradley, top five at nine to one. He's right there, the Boston local boy native. Adam Hadwin has kind of recovered after leading in the first round. Scheffler's there a couple off. Rory is lurking at three off. This is what you want for a U.S. Open, Jeff, the final round on Father's Day. It just doesn't get any better than this. No, it doesn't. And, and Dan, we, we kind of got a sniff of it today of the carnage that we will see. Yeah. I mean, Colin Morikawa, which... Unfortunately for me, I played one outright this week, and it was on Colin Morikawa. That outright is heading to the trash at this point as he's in with a 77 going from leader to barely in the top 20 right now for the two-time major champion. But the one thing we can expect tomorrow in a round of unexpected, Dan, I am ready for the carnage that we will get on a Sunday at the U.S. Open, especially if the wind can pick up there at Brookline because we saw when it picked up today, that's when things really went sideways for the best players in the world. Yeah, by the way, your Morikawa thing. I love Kyle Morikawa. I had him mm -hmm. when he won his first major. He did drop 16 spots. He's just, he even talked about not being right. Obviously, he played great yesterday. His iron play is, you know, just sublime. But, you know, it's not like that was a bad choice by you. It's just Kyle Morikawa, as you mentioned, part of this carnage uh, from the movie Venom, I guess. And he was <laughs> plus seven on the day. Not what you expect from a guy that, that played so well yesterday. But, you know, to the, you made a great point about the win. And, and it's it's so interesting because, you know, the USJ kind of had to back off when they were trying to make these courses or these U U.S. Opens way, just way too tough where they really wanted the winning score to be like at best even par. I get that. But, like, you, you want to have guys that are going to be able to make birdies. People don't want to just see people going bogey, bogey, bogey and then getting lucky here and there and, and you know, dunking in an eagle like Chef learned it earlier. But this course at Brookline, while it might not look as tricked out as like an Aaron Hills or a Chambers Bay or some of the other courses we've seen in recent U.S. Open history, what it does is it penalizes the bad shot, but it doesn't make you get a triple. I mean, yeah, we saw some trophies to Sunshine go double, uh, John Rahm in the final hole. But if you hit a bad shot, you get penalized, you're probably going to get a bogey. But if you hit a good shot, you're going to get pars, you're going to have chances at birdies. I love that because for people like us, you know, I'm like a 17 handicap, but I can dunk one in from time to time. It, it shows you that these guys, with all the pressure on them, you know, that these courses are just so tough and really test the metal of the best of the world. That's what you want. You don't want it to be so hard that it's just abhorrent and everyone's just getting brutalized. But that's why when you look at this leaderboard, look at the guys up there. I mean, yeah, obviously, Keegan Bradley hasn't really 
been a, a, a crazy major player in recent years. Adam Hadwin never really has, but Scheffler, Burns, Rob, Fitzy, Will Zalatoris, Rory, you've got, you know, three or four of the top 10 in the world right there in the top 10. So that's why I think this is such a beautiful tournament. I've always loved it. And tomorrow, as you mentioned, with the wind, and we thought it was going to play a little harder today, which it did. We thought it was going to play harder yesterday, which it didn't as much. They're expecting possible rain overnight. That could soften things up, but then it could dry it out right away because it's supposed to be sunny tomorrow. Yeah, I think like we saw with Rahm on 18, we might see that happening all over the place, kind of the way we did after Zalatoris at one point. I know there were two or three guys under par within like 40 golfers that had teed off. And then later towards the afternoon, we obviously saw a lot of players start having issues. And then when the leaders teed off with, you know, uh, with uh, McElroy and Scheffler and some others and Morikawa, they really had problems. We might see that from hole number one starting on Sunday. No, definitely. And and I'm also curious too, because one of the odd things today was how late the, the late groups went off today. Right. They went off almost at four o'clock Eastern time. The last group, Morikawa and Damon, Went out at 345. Now, I'm not saying that's the reason that that those two guys didn't play particularly well, but you normally don't see that uh, in the U.S. Open. Of course, you see it when it's on the West Coast. You get the earlier, sure. the later start time for the East Coast. But on an East Coast one, ended almost at 8 o'clock. It was surprising to see. But being th- I would imagine for television to move up a little bit tomorrow. I think NBC will probably want that to end, uh, end by 7, not 8. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see from there. Uh, one, one more golf thing before we move to the hockey tonight here, Dan, just the current odds right now. Willie Z is your betting favorite at three to one at DraftKings. Matthew Fitzpatrick's plus three thirty. Rom's at plus three sixty. Scheffler's at six to one. Everyone else is double digits. In the first here there for you, Dan, is there anything that stands out to you? Yeah, you know, what stands out is that you've got a guy, you know, in John Rom, who of course just had a really bad 18 that is still, you know, relatively in touch with, you know, he's only one off the lead. But, you know, I think that if it was a lesser player, if it was maybe even Sam Burns, who's, of course, newer to being in the kind of the mix with these things, uh, or Adam Hadwin, it would be a lot more than plus 450, plus 500. And the other thing I look at is Keegan Bradley. Keegan Bradley is going to have, like Rory will as well, and I'm not saying other players won't, but he is the local boy. And you look at Keegan Bradley, who was two off the lead, and, you know, we know he's not as good as, as Will Zalatoris is right now or Rom or Scheffler or Rory, but he's 16-1. to 1. I'm looking at a couple different sites. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where you, where you have him at a draft. He's not even in front of me. But that's there's some value. If you're looking at someone that's – obviously, I hope I – I wish I could win on both my tickets with Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris. Can I parlay them together and just take half? <laughs> but – if I'm not, if I'm looking outside the guys that obviously I think it's going to, I think the winner is going to come from Fitzy, Will Zalatoris, Rob Scheffler, McElroy. But if you're going to look outside that group, Keegan Bradley, he gets something going early. He knows this course really well. And the crowd behind him, 16 to 1. I saw him as high as 20 to 1 before Rom obviously had the issues on 18. That's That stands out to me, Jeff. I think that there is some, I, I took him top five. So obviously I've got a little, uh, you know, I got to plan him to hopefully be in the top five. But 16 to 1 is pretty solid for a guy two off the lead, hometown guy going into the final round. I'm seeing, I'm seeing 14s and 16s, like you said, Dan. So yep. as always, shop around. Find the best number on these guys, especially down the board, where you can get big variations on numbers. Uh, again, I'm not saying Gary Woodland's going to win this thing six shots back, but 
150 to one at DraftKings, 100 to one at BetMGM. That's just the basis of. Hey, do reinvent Kellen Moore account, Jeff. He's 150 to one. Just reinvest. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good way to set some more fire uh, fire to money there, Dan. That would be a lot a lot of fun there. If anything, I would just take the plus the the plus 240 top 10 on Morikawa sure. that I'm seeing right now. Maybe. All he has to do, go out and shoot 68. Even par would get you in the top 10 in all likelihood with the way that tomorrow uh, will likely play out. Uh, Dan, we're about uh, five minutes away in Denver. Let's quickly hit this over the next few minutes. The Avs and the Lightning, game one, of course, dramatics. Colorado winning on the Burakovsky goal in overtime, 4-3. to three. Tonight here, game two, the Avs, of course, a minus 145-ish favorite tonight. At home, total right now at six. The under has gotten hidden the last 20 minutes. It's still six, but it's now minus 125 if you want to bet that game under, Dan. Yeah, what a comeback on the Lightning in game one, only to lose early in overtime. I was on the Lightning game one. I'm on him again tonight. Got him as high as one plus 132. I know we're seeing that go down there. I know that you've got, uh, you know, some, you've got some sharp money coming in on the Lightning. I'm seeing 60%. Uh, of the you know the overall money on the Lightning, 39% of it on the on the Avalanche at, at places like Bet Rivers and some others. Uh, this is an interesting game, Jeff. I'll tell you this. I think that Vasilevsky is you know clearly the superior goaltender. If the Lightning can't give, don't give up you know big goals early in this one, and I know you mentioned the under uh, obviously uh, is is a play right now, and I'm seeing the over uh, you know with some minus money on it as well. I, I think that the Lightning are the play tonight. I mean, just based on the value, I don't think they're going to go down two to nothing. But uh, after what happened in game number one, winning in overtime, you never know. But I'm, I'm going to trust the great goaltender in Vasilevsky, and hopefully Stamkos and some others can get some goals for Tampa early, uh, not like the way the Avalanche did the other side. So I'm on Tampa tonight. Dan, are, are you going to take a series price on, on Tampa at plus 222, or are you just going to go with the game tonight? Well, this is the thing, Jeff. I, I, I talked about this on the Detroit Citycast before this game. If you're going to take the series and you like the lightning, you have to take it now. Because yep. if they lose game two, it's probably over. If they win game two, you're going to see that go right down to almost what it was before the series started. So, yeah, I I, I, I put some cash on it. If you haven't taken the series yet, I would take the Lightning tonight. You have about five minutes to do anything with the Lightning series, Bryce. So, if you're going to do it, do it right now. Plus 220, plus 225 in that area code right now on the Lightning to lift the cup. Dan Leach, Jeff Barles here with you for the next two hours here on VEASAN's Bet Center. We're going to the Diamond next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. 
Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. It's VSIN's Bet Center here on a Saturday night. I'm Jeff Parles, Dan Leach, of course, the host of the Detroit CityCast, and many more platforms for our guy Dan with us for the next two hours. Uh, Dan, uh, we, we've successfully made it one segment, so we're going to get greedy and try to make it two. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be in great shape here. I think every segment's going to get better and better. And by the way, we just figured out we have a great mutual friend, our man David Brody's watching. Yes. So shout out to DB. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to DB for sure. Uh, let's go to the diamond real quick here before we get back uh, to, to golf and, and, and hockey as that game's about to get going in Denver. We'll start in the nation's capital. The Nats had the ghost runner at second against the Phillies, but the Phillies are red hot right now. Up two to one. If you want to bet the Nats to make the comeback, they are plus 500 right now at DraftKings, trailing 2 1 in the 10th inning uh, with uh, a run already home for the Philadelphia Phillies. Well, actually, uh, my uh, score bug lied to me. We are not yet in the bottom of the 10th. We're still in the top of the 10th. So uh, I would not bet the Nats because the Phillies have runners uh, at second and third right now, leading two to one. In uh, LA, let's go to LA now, though, Dan. And I want to ask you about the Dodgers real quick and the Guardians for that sake, because of course you're in Detroit. The Dodgers up five to one on the Guardians. They're minus six thousand right now in the money line, laying five and a half. But I'll ask you this about the Guardians real quick, uh, Dan. 
The AL Central race is tightened because Cleveland has gotten hot here. They're a game behind Minnesota entering tonight. Minnesota plays Arizona later. The White Sox still middling a few games back. The bottom two teams, unfortunately for your Tigers, struggles for them. The Royals also terrible this year. Do you give Cleveland a legitimate shot here in the AL Central? By the way, I just ran to the bank and put 20000 on the Dodgers. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> the, the, the Guardians, Jeff, they are such a weird team. And and I think it's a great question. And you look at this division, and the Twins, I'm not trying to say they're a false leader, because they're they're obviously a very good team. They're 37-29. and 29. But it, you mentioned Cleveland. You know, five in a row they've won, eight and two in their last ten. But to me, the reason that they're winning and they're and they're getting back in this race is their run differential. They're plus 39. It's one of the best marks in, in the American League, one of the best marks in Major League Baseball. And the Twins are only plus 21 run differential. So they're winning games, you know, they're winning close games, and they're winning games where, let's say, they're down a couple runs and they're taking a lead back and winning by two or three. And, and that's something that I think, you know, has some legs. I don't think they're particularly constructed the best way. But when you look at the AL Central, if I had to, if I had to take one of the two right now, I would still stick with the Twins. I have no faith in the, the Tony the Russo and White Sox. By the way, the Tigers that have swept us, they're one of the few Tony the Russo-proof teams in Major League Baseball. Even he can't screw up against the Tigers. But I think the Guardians are definitely live, and and they're a team that, that probably has a great chance of at least being a wild card. And as you mentioned, the Royals, we know the Royals with cheese stink. But this Guardians team is just doing it, and they're doing it really in an interesting way. They're, they've scored almost as many runs as the Twins. I mentioned they have a better run differential, and they're winning some close games, especially games where they've been down at first, and they've come back and won them, uh, sometimes in the sixth, seventh inning, where they've won by two or three runs after being down by two or three runs. So interesting team in the, in the, in the Central, interesting race in the Central, but I still believe the Twins are the team to beat just because of the way they're constructed, I think, a little better than the Guardians are. You you uh, mentioned during the break the upset of the day though the Tigers scored fourteen scored two touchdowns yeah Al- almost they, it was an Aiden Hutchinson fumble recovery for a touchdown Jeff he got it into the end zone <laughs> yeah there we go that makes sense just handed handed that touchdown there for the Tigers uh, they won fourteen to seven I, for me on the Guardians the one the one interesting thing because they're getting it from guys that you wouldn't necessarily expect on obviously Jose Ramirez you expect that the guy's a top sure. five player in baseball. But Andres Jimenez, if this was not voted on by the fans, you have a legitimate case to have him be the all-star starting second baseman this year. For sure. They're getting getting production from guys you did not an- anticipate. Of course, he's cooled off, but Stephen Kwan the first two weeks, I, I don't think swung and missed in the first two weeks of the season when they Miles started. Miles Straw's okay. been great. Miles, Miles Straw's exactly. been good at times. Yeah, like, like guys that you wouldn't expect are good. And I, I'm kind of with you on the Guardians. Like, they're live. I don't know if I would bet them right now, but they are alive to win that division. And you mentioned it with the White Sox, though, Dan. When are they just going to fire Tony Larusa? When are they just going to do what they have to do? Get him out of town. Anyone else, even you or I, could manage that team to more wins than what they've done so far this year. It's it's such a weird thing because, you know, and I'm not trying to compare them in any way, shape, or form to the, the Brooklyn Nets because we know the Nets were one of these big favorites before the season started in the NBA. White Sox were the same kind of thing. But, you know, the Nets had their own dysfunctions mm-hmm. in their own right. Tony La Russa, and you can't just blame him. I mean, we know he's, you know, getting older, and he, he walked a guy after a one-two count and said, oh, it was the right call. Uh by the way, should he have, like, maybe uh, with a guy with a 3-0 count, maybe just tried to hit him in the head or something? I mean, I don't know what he was saying. But you you look at, at this team, and obviously it starts at the top. 
And I'm not just saying that, you know, it's LaRusso making the decisions for personnel. So obviously you got to include what's going on in the front office, that, you know, the, the people constructed the team. But I just look at the, the way that they played against, you know, teams that are of any merit, except for the, uh, you know, not the Tigers being notwithstanding. And they just don't seem to be a confident team. They're not hitting. They've had some, you know, rough, you know, bullpen issues. And I, I have, I mean, could they still turn things around? Of course, they're extremely talented. That's why they were one of the favorites before the season. But just seeing them up close and personal, obviously they rock the Tigers. But I've watched them in so many other games they just don't seem like they're a confident team. I think Minnesota seems like a confident team. Mm -hmm. The Guardians on this 8-2 and two in the last 10 run and five straight wins. And their pitching staff, guys like Bieber and Plesak and Quantrill and the way that they're really able to do things throughout the year. They seem like a confident team. The White Sox seem lost a lot of times, especially against better uh, competition than teams like the Tigers and the bottom dwellers of the AL Central. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing, obviously, the one benefit of the doubt you can give the White Sox is they've had horrible injury luck so far this sure. year. Uh, Tim Anderson looks like he's going to be back Monday, which would be a big boost to them. Jimenez hasn't played in a long time. Um, Moncada got hurt the other day. He didn't play today. So uh, a lot of injuries that the White Sox are dealing with. But I look, the Right now, the Guardians, the Twins, they look like confident winning teams right now. The White Sox, with all those injuries and more, don't look like that team right now. Uh, right now, a quick update in Denver. Avs on the power play. They actually only have 20 seconds left on said power play. So the Lightning trying to kill off a very early penalty in this game as the Avs again leading the series one game to none. And Colorado's got a goal. There you go, one nothing Avs on the power play goal. Got some celebration behind us here at Circa, and the yep. Avs able to take advantage of the penalty. one nothing Avs there, Dan Leach. Yeah, there, is, there goes exactly the opposite of what I wanted to happen in game number two, where I said, all right, maybe the Lightning can score early in this one and have to go you know, down 3-1 to one and come back and score two goals in 48 seconds. And, of course, early power play, they don't kill it, and here we go, one nothing lead. But the, the question is, can Tampa stabilize can they get the next goal instead of you know being down like they were in game number one we know they can score we know that obviously Vasilevsky is a great goaltender but boy when Colorado gets things going Jeff they are just so tough to slow down you saw that in the Edmonton series I really thought Edmonton was alive before that series started and I definitely was wrong about that but uh, this is going to be a very important probably rest of the first period for the Tampa Bay Lightning hopefully even this game up they go down two or three goals in this game very likely will be over the series you never say never, but I mean, down 2 nothing in the Stanley Cup Finals, even though you're going home, you feel pretty rough about that against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the goal scorer was Valeri Nishkinen. So if you had him first goal or anytime goal, you're cashing. He also is almost over his shot total, which was the one suggestion that I made in the last <laughs> segment that I naturally forgot to bet. So there we go. That's, oh, come that's, on. That's I should have put it in for you. That was going to say, Dan, that would be the easiest win of the whole time of me recommending a bet that I end up forgetting the play in the last Commercial break before the game starts. But Nishkinen with the goal. one nothing Colorado. Less than four minutes in. Heck, even less than three minutes in that goal coming off of a Tampa Bay penalty. One other game on a diamond going on right now. The Cardinals leading the Red Sox for the one. The Cardinals yesterday got shut down by old friend Michael Waka, who's been awesome for the Red Sox out of nowhere this sure year. Has. Cardinals minus 410. Red Sox on the take back, plus 310. Cardinals leading the NL Central, Dan. I, I, they're a team that it doesn't really matter what you think they're going to be. They're always in the mix, despite maybe not having the best of rosters, even though Paul Goldschmidt, the rightful favorite right now in NL MVP markets. 
Yeah, that, that Cardinals team, Jeff, they are awesome. I mean, I mentioned run differential with the Guardians, how they kind of got back into contention in the AL Central. The, the Cardinals are plus 54. You know, they've scored and they've scored 316 runs. They've got a good bullpen. And you look at that division, I mean, the Brewers obviously are completely alive. Uh, but after that, it, it drops off incredibly with the Pirates and the Cubs and the awful Cincinnati Reds. So yeah, the Cardinals are going to be in the mix until the end. And I think they definitely – I know some people that I, I – friends of mine that I trust that, that really bet a lot of baseball futures. They A couple of guys have pretty big futures on the Cardinals to win the World Series. And they're feeling pretty good right now where that team is at. Well, they're definitely better numbers than they had before the season, yes. I would say, Dan, or, or, or excuse me, now have those early season numbers better than what you can get right now, I should say. Cardinals were 2-1 to one to win the Central going into the year. Now you're actually even laying a price, even though Milwaukee's still the favorite. Minus 105 on St. Louis, minus 135 on the Brew Crew. Don't worry, we have plenty more baseball to get to here with myself, Jeff Parles, and Dan Leach. We got awards markets to look at next. The very complicated Cy Young races and the MVP races. We're breaking them down next. We continue on V-SIN's Bet Center from Motown and from Sin City. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon to now get in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. Must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. It is Vison's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles. Dan Leach here with me. Uh, Dan, it's so it's so nice to have you here. I'm just telling you, it's so nice nice to have a have a have a co-host after doing the first two hours. So it's so nice to uh, to have you here uh, talking uh, talking golf. As we know, our guy Dan has Willie Z and Matthew Fitzpatrick, the co-leaders, going into tomorrow. Hopefully, we can get one of those home, Dan. We're hoping we yeah, can get the way, one of those home now. I got to tell you, it's it's just as nice, if not nicer, to be here with you. And I know we had never met before, but I already feel like you're my best friend. And you probably don't <laughs> feel the same way about me. It's fine because I just I'm a best friend kind of guy. But no, listen, this is this time of year. We know, you know, the Stanley Cup finals are going to be over soon. And then we got baseball, baseball, baseball. And yes, some golf. And before you know it, football. But this is like this time of the year for me, though, before everything is kind of over aside for baseball and having the U.S. Open Father's Day weekend and, you know, getting set for, you know, training camps in July. It's like, you know, that it's like when you, you're getting ready to give a big speech because, you know, I give huge speeches all the time and <laughs> you, you have that excitement and then you give it and then it's over. And you're like, all right, all right, cool. What's next? It, this is going to be a weird period in sports. There's always stuff to bet on, obviously. That's why we love what we're able to do. But I just love this weekend because you've got a Stanley Cup Finals going on. You've got this great U.S. Open, you know, brewing at, at Brookline. And, you know, a ton of baseball. And the weather here in Michigan is finally somewhat delightful. Uh, it was actually 66 degrees today. I was cold in the pool, uh, you know, the golf outing, Jeff. So uh, it's it's a great time of year. And there's definitely ways to make money that some people maybe don't realize because they're not used to maybe betting baseball as much. That's where people like you and I come in to try to help make some cash. We're, we're, we're trying our best. That's for sure. I do have bad news for you, though, Dan. 
It is two nothing Colorado yep. as the Avs have just taken the taken a the two goal lead. Who uh, who ended up putting that home there for the Avs? I think it was Manson. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was, was Manson. It was Manson. Yeah, uh, Josh Chucky Manson. Manson. <laughs> John Manson. Josh Manson, I should say, with his third goal of the postseason. Two nothing Colorado. Yuck. Two goals in the first eight minutes for the Avs. As this is almost a, a little bit of a repeat of what we saw in game one, where Colorado came out very hot and then Tampa made the comeback. And of course, Colorado won that game one in OT, but 2 nothing in favor of the Avs, minus 650 live on Colorado. That feels like that uh, should be a little bit longer now. I'm seeing adjustments to minus 700 on Colorado right now, leading 2 to nothing and the under at 6.5, minus 135 now, Dan. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, this is exactly what I said. I wanted the opposite to start. Uh, you know, this is what happened in game number one, and, and we saw the Lightning come back. You know, obviously, they, they were down 3-1, to one and they scored two goals in 48 seconds. But that's asking a lot, and I've been very disappointed in the way we've seen, uh, you know, Vasilevsky start in, in game one and obviously starting tonight. Uh, this guy, to me, is is the best goaltender in the world right now uh, in the NHL. And this Avalanche team, as we said as we started the show tonight, they are just at another level. When they get going, it's like, you know, we saw, you know, before he blew up, John Rahm at the U.S. Open. Birdie, birdie, birdie. When, when some of these guys and some of these teams get going, they are just so, so tough to slow down. And that's the way Colorado was against the Edmonton Oilers in that entire series uh, as they made mincemeat out of them. And this is this could be what happens to the Lightning. I think the Lightning obviously are dead in the series. Yet even if they lose tonight, it's still just two nothing. It's not three nothing or three to one, where there'd be one game away from losing the Stanley Cup, uh, you know, title. But this Colorado team, they scored the next goal. I'm gonna officially say, maybe in my own detriment with my my action on it tonight, that this game would be over. The Lightning have got to score next, and we know Jeff. There's no more dangerous lead in hockey than a two goal lead. But the way this thing has started, not even halfway through the first period, and you're already down two nothing over Tampa. They've got to get something going. They got to get a power play. They got to find a way into the net because if they go down three nothing, they're in big, big trouble. And I'm seeing, by the way, some sevens out there live as well. Uh, for the total, and I'm not seeing Avalanche over $700 live. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why that's the case because Kucherov just got put in the box for delay a game, so there Colorado back on the power play. Uh, assuming that our monitor in front of us actually works here, uh, a minute 41 to go on the power play, 11:06 to go first period. Colorado already with a two nothing lead on a two time defending Cup champion Lightning, looking for more to go up two games to none in this series. Right now for the Avs. Dan, let's go back to baseball, though. Let's go to some award markets. And I've said this on the network a few times over the last few weeks. The Cy Young Award races, to me, are the most complicated awards that I can remember at this point in the year. We at least would have a sense. Now, does it always go with that sense? No, because last year we thought Jacob DeGrom was going to run away and hide with the award. And DeGrom got hurt and, of course... Corbin Burns ended up winning the NL Cy Young. But right now, at, at DraftKings here, Dan, Sandy Alcantara is your NL Cy Young favorite at plus 325. Corbin Burns is at plus 450. Musgrove at 5-1. to one. Freed and Wheeler at 14-1. to one. And then a collection of guys, including Lopez, Gonsolin, and Ro- Rodon at 20-1. to one. Gonsolin actually now back to 25-1 to one at DraftKings as of this morning. But, Dan, this, this NL race... I really don't have much of a feel for it. 
I, I don't either, and I'm with you on this. This is, I mean, even in the American League to an extent, which I know we'll get to in a little bit here, it is so convoluted, and it's it's a good thing in this sense. Because, Jeff, I think you look at baseball right now, and you've got teams like you just mentioned the Phillies. You've got the Phillies that, you know, weren't playing great baseball, and they are now. And you know, to the American League, we're talking about the Guardians. The Guardians were a team that was an, an afterthought. And, and they've kind of, I don't want to say come out of nowhere, but they're a game out of the division with the Twins in the Central. So I think that we're at this point of the year where things could really change, obviously based on personal performance, but where these teams end up going. And I got a perfect example of that coming up when we talk AL MVP with some guys from the Angels. But when you look at the NL Cy Young, if I had to make a play right now, I'm going with Burns to go back to back. I mean, there's just the, the numbers are there. I think that you know, not that I, I don't believe that Alcantara can do it. And you mentioned Musgrove, you know, five to one. And I look even down at a guy like Aaron Nola, 20, 35 to one. Things could change, you know, over the next five to ten starts. But it is it is definitely one of the more convoluted and kind of fascinating NL Cy Young races. And to the extent, you know, in a, in a little lesser degree, AL Cy Young races at this point of a season that I can remember as well. Aaron Nola is the name that stands out to me down the board. The one concern that I have for Nola is Zach Wheeler is looked at publicly as the ace of that right. team. And Wheeler had a really clunky start to the year. That had more to do with the fact that he was doing his spring training starts in the regular season. That and then he's he's stabilized the ship since then. But Nola today was fabulous in DC. Eight shutout innings. Naturally, the Phillies bullpen blew his win, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> Phillies did end up winning that game, by the way, two to one over Washington to get the five games over five hundred and only a game and a half behind Atlanta for second now in the NL East. But Aaron Nola, thirty-five to one. If you can get that number, thirty to one, thirty-five to one, I think that is worth a shot on a guy who has put up really good numbers, high strikeout numbers. And after a, after a, really about a year and a half of not being the Aaron Nola that he was at the beginning of his career, it is back now for Nola. That would be the guy down the board. But if you're going at the top of the board, I am 100% with you, Dan. I don't think Alcantara is going to win it. It's hard for a guy on a team that is an afterthought year after year after year and it looks like another afterthought again for Miami. It's hard for a guy on that team to win it. Musgrove, I don't think, is going to do it the whole season, even though I understand why he's the second favorite. Burns is the short shot to look at. The guy is a monster. And with those high strikeout numbers, and even if he even goes the same amount of innings or even just a few more innings than he went a year ago, Burns would be my guy of the short shots. Burns and Nola would be the two bets I would make today if you're making me bet this market. Yeah, I think, I mean, and, and like I mentioned, you know, the, the Brew crew is right there. And you mentioned the numbers. I mean, he has been so solid, a strikeout machine as well. And, you know, I, 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 when I brought up the Aaron Nola stuff, I, I was just looking at some of his numbers as well. I mean, he, another eight strikeouts today, a 3-1-1 ERA. I mean, the Phillies are playing so much better. I think, like we said, you've got to kind of look at the fact that we're heading into the All-Star break. And, you know, the perfect point you made about Alcantara, Miami has been an after that pretty much always, except for maybe a year or two here and there. And it is very tough, especially with these old finicky baseball writers, to give it to. I mean, obviously, if someone is clearly the best pitcher in baseball or whatever the league is, and their team sucks, they're going to get it. But when you've got guys like Nola and you got guys like Burns, you got others that are in the mix, and their teams are, are obviously, you know, they're so valuable to their team. That's why I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens as we head and zoom towards the All Star break, and then have that last half of the season where things could really get interesting for some of these guys by being such a factor for their team winning a division 
getting into the wild card spot and being able to make a run in the playoffs. So it's going to be really, really fascinating. No, definitely. And again, the guy who's in the middle tier there, Max Freed. What happens if Atlanta pulls off the massive comeback and wins the NL East? Sure. That's another guy maybe to look at. But Burns, Nola, those are the two guys for me right now. We have the AL Cy Young, Dan. We have the AL MVP. We have the NL MVP. We have plenty of awards to get to in Major League Baseball. And also, we'll see if Colorado gets another one. Maybe not for your sake there, Dan. 2 nothing abs right now in the Stanley Cup Final. More MLB Award Talk next here on VEASAN Bet Center. This is Beth Center on VSIN. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. You can also check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way the VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check it out today. This The betting splits at VEASAN.com for every single game. It is VEASAN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles, Dan Leach here as well. And bad news for you, Dan, and our TD, Nick Wells. While we were gone, another goal for Colorado. This time, Burakoski on a rebound. Kind of similar to how he won game one in overtime. But this has been a good old-fashioned behind whipping by the Avalanche so far. 3 nothing. Still five minutes to go in the first period. I'm going to cash out my bet for $3.20. Well, that sounds right, like a go. good time, right? <laughs> yeah, they, listen, I mean, I, like I said earlier, I had a lot of success. I mean, I'm set up for great stuff at golf today. I took the Tigers for the first time in forever. I had an over in the Cubs game. I can't win them all. Also missed out on a pick four at Belmont that would have oh. paid a, a, a ton of money by like a nose in the final race. So let's not even get to that. But uh, this is not... I mean, I, I I always want to be right. I'm not always going to be right. I mean, we we love to always, you know, we love to to give out winners. I could not have been more wrong about this game. This is not what the Lightning needed to do to try to get back in the series. To be honest, this could have a carryover effect if they lose like five to nothing or six to one or something like that. Even though they're going home, and obviously it's a whole new ball game. We know what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals when the Rangers were up two to nothing. This is a much different team than the New York Rangers. All due respect to the the my, my friends in New York. Uh, this is the Avalanche, who have clearly been the best team in hockey throughout this whole playoff run. And, boy, Vasilevsky letting in goal after goal. And I don't even know. I mean, I've, I've only seen one of them. Jeff, you have to tell me if you saw the other ones. I don't even think they've been bad goals, per se. They're just getting through them. And the Lightning can't generate any offense. They need some kind of break to get back in this thing. But the way it's going right now, I think we're going to see a pretty, a pretty easy win for the Avalanche, which rarely happens in a Stanley Cup Finals game. Yeah, the, the second goal was one I would have expected Vasilevsky to, to stop. More juicy of a rebound than what you would expect on the third one, but that was that was, that was was still a pretty nice goal there for Colorado, and I think more problems for Tampa coming because it looks like Corey Perry is getting ushered to the penalty box. So <laughs> that is, a, that is a, just a mess right now for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very rarely you can say that. 3 nothing. The Avs already in front and potentially another power play on the way for Colorado. Dan, uh, let, let's get back to baseball, though. We, we just went through the very complex NL Cy Young race. Let's go to the AL Cy Young race here before we go to the MVPs here. Justin Verlander and Shane McClanahan are your favorites, depending on whichever book you're looking at. Some books have Verlander. Some books have McClanahan as your favorites right now. The one on our screen has McClanahan 
at plus 350. That's DraftKings. 4-1 to one on Verlander. Manoa, who got beat by the Yankees today. No shame in that since everyone's losing to the Yankees so far this year. At 7-1. to one. Cortez at 11-1. to one. Gosman and Cole at 12-1. to one. And then now there you go with Detroit Tiger. Tariq Skubal makes the list at 25 to 1 on our screen, Dan. So for me, this is a little bit a little bit different than the other league where I could see it go in any which ways. McClanahan, Verlander, and Cole, to me, are the three guys that can still win this award, which then triggers a bet at 12 to 1 for Garrett Cole for me, Dan. You know, I got to tell you, you know, great minds think alike. That is exactly where I'm at with this. And to be honest, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to go against the former Tiger, Justin Verlander, who wasn't always the most fun to cover. He's a great competitor, but he wasn't always big fans of us in the media. But I have a lot of respect for JV, and I was very happy when he got his World Series after all the years of blood and sweat here in Detroit. Uh, to me, you look at JV and just the way the Astros are playing. Uh, he's the, he's the guy I think that is going to win it as of now. As we know, there's. Way too much baseball left to say that with a certainty. But Garrett Cole is absolutely the strikeout machine. The Yankees are a machine. And I mentioned, you know, when you look at some of the other guys, and we talked about Alcantara on an irrelevant Miami Marlins team, the Yankees are anything but irrelevant. They are one of the most relevant teams in baseball. And to have him at nine, I know there's nine to ones out there and up to 12 to ones. That is the play I would make today because I think his odds are only going to go down unless something crazy happens. But, uh, you know, McClanahan's been incredible as well. But I really, I think Justin Verlander, it's his award to lose right now. But way too much time left with that. And you're looking for a value play. Garrett Cole at 12 to 1. And you mentioned my man, Tarek Skubal, who has been one of the few, well, maybe the only bright spot. Well, actually, I was at Miguel Cabrera's 3000 hit game. That was pretty awesome. And he did a nice ceremony for Cabrera last Sunday uh, to honor his years with the Tigers. But Skubal has been phenomenal. And he's not going to win the Cy Young, but the fact that he's on that list means a lot for me as a sad sack Tigers fan. <laughs> and by the way, they got Riley Green back today. And of course, in his first day back, the Tigers scored a month's worth of runs against the Rangers. So maybe things will be good with my man Riley Green, who was out with a devastating injury uh, until recently. So uh, I'm with you 100%. Garrett Cole at 12 to 1. I, when I was looking at the odds getting ready for the show tonight, I thought it was a mistake. And I feel like you should be 5 to 1. That being said, jump on it, jump on it, jump into the pool on it. Yeah, no, and and it's too, like, like it's one thing, like, if Garrett Cole was pitching for an average team. Garrett Cole is, even though it, it's been Nestor Cortez mania in the Bronx, and sure. correctly so, so far this year, he's been absolutely incredible. The Yankees right now, Dan, are on pace, and I, I don't want to be on pace guy because we know how that usually <laughs> I works. I like on pace guy, but, especially but, in the track and field. But, but then the Yankees are 49 and 16. Oh, like, like the Yankees, The Yankees have a 12-game lead in the division, and the second-place team is nine games over 500. This is more. This is not a product of the team stinking behind them. This is a product of the Yankees being absurdly good. And... Their offense obviously has been great, and we'll get there and judge an MVP race in a second. But sure. but Garrett Cole is still their horse, even though Cortez has been better through two months. As this season goes along, Garrett Cole will end up having a better season than Nestor Cortez. And at twelve to one, sure he may not win because Justin Verlander could end up having the season he's had so far the whole year. And Houston is the second best team in the AL, and also coming back from major injury at at, at almost forty years old. Going to going to work in his favor, especially narrative wise. But Garrett Cole, yeah. twelve to one, is nuts. That, yeah, that seven to one should be what his number should be at the high point. I, I'm with you. And sorry to interrupt there. And I'll just tell you about the Yankees. And you mentioned it. 
And you can't say it's not. This is a team that has a 144 run, plus 144 run differential. They've won nine in a row. They're nine in one of their last 10. They've allowed 187 runs. No team in baseball has allowed less than 200. Garrett Cole, and you mentioned obviously Cortez as well, and that great bullpen are a big part of that. Uh, this this Yankees team is just going to continue. I mean, maybe they'll have a doldrums here and there in July and August. They're going to run away with the division. And to have a guy, Cole is their guy. It's a, no disrespect to, to Cortez. And I think that he's got a chance uh, of obviously having a, a very special season like he has so far. But boy, Garrett Cole and, and this Yankees team, I, they're just so darn good. When you got a guy like that with that kind of value, he's a strikeout machine. I remember I took him one day. Uh, his strikeout total was like a high one. It was like eight or something, and I thought it was nuts. He had eight strikeouts by like the fourth inning or something, or the <laughs> fifth inning. It was ridiculous. So he, his numbers are incredible. The Yankees are clearly the best team in baseball, and to get him, like you said, I think maybe even five to one should be the number. The fact that it's nine to one to twelve to one, I'm actually going to make a bet right now while we're doing this segment. There we go. Yes, the in-show futures bet. All in on that, Dan. Uh, that that that's for sure. Uh, quickly here. Uh, on the on the AL MVP, this is actually right now the easiest one to handicap because if Aaron Judge continues what he's doing and stays healthy, big if on the second thing, more so even than the first thing, as ridiculous as it may seem, Aaron Judge is going to win the award. Aaron Judge, you can still get at some books at plus 105 or even money. Dan, would you do that right now? Even though, of course, you're missing the best of the number, but this kind of feels like Otani last year where it made sense to grab those last even money plus numbers that were out there because it was so obvious he was going to win the MVP. And of course he won unanimously. Yeah, Jeff, at this point I, I would, I mean, I, I it's similar to what I did with the NBA finals. I, I bet against Curry, not that I think Curry was going to win the MVP, but I placed on Wiggins and Poole at 50 to one because I, I wanted some value there. But right now there's just no way he's not going to win it. Unless you mentioned knock on wood, if you're a Yanks fan, I'm not, uh, but I don't want him to get hurt. I mean, he's having an incredible year. And I mentioned, I was alluding to this earlier, Jeff, with Otani and Trout, who obviously are both incredible players. The Angels aren't also ran. They fired Joe Madden, which I think was to their detriment this early in the year. And yeah, I, yes, they can still have great years, but with the way the judge is playing, A, and the fact the Yankees are an absurdly, ridiculously good team, yeah, eventually he's going to become a minus money favorite. The only thing you risk, though, is if there is an injury and Otani starts going off uh, or Trout starts going off or Jose Ramirez starts going off. And to me... I would take him right now at 105 or one even money for sure. Yeah, no, I I'm with you on everything you said, Angels wise. And again, it's a, it's it's a shame for that that franchise had Mike Trout for almost a decade now. They have zero playoff wins, zero, yep. zero. They went one playoff appearance, best record in baseball, 2014, swept out by the Kansas City Royals. That's it. What a what a waste of the greatest talent that we've seen in this generation. We'll have more baseball. Maybe Tampa will score in the last 15 seconds of this period. Please. Back with more next here on Beeson's Bet Center. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.